Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. This is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi, buddy. Russ from Hornchurch. Just hey, Michael. Just asked the question just for the rest of the month. Hope you're safe and well on YouTube channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may have any time you put new content on. As always, like thank our lovely channel sponsors. Untuck it. We've got uh, we've got another another music. We've got we've had quite a few musicians and singers and stuff like that. So we've got another one today. I'm looking forward to chatting to Michael because I've listened to many of his stuff on Facebook and stuff and his streams and things like that. And I thought, yeah, let's get Michael on. Let's get him on. How you doing, Mike? I'm very good. I'm glad to be on. I was just saying to you in our little, uh, our little backstage area, I'm a, I'm a long-time admirer of your, of your channel and the work you do, and I was thrilled to get your message to come on. So uh, very excited about it. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, so it's good because obviously, you know, you done. I just thought it was. I think it's really interesting actually because obviously I've, I've been talking to a lot of musicians and singers recently, and obviously actors and performers, and obviously everything that's gone on in the world has been a really, really shit time. Um, but I mean, like you, for example, you've done a lot of streaming haven't you sort of doing your things on streaming and stuff and had to diversify and i think that's just really really important but uh, how are you in general michael it, generally i'm all right like like you say we've all had to adapt in whatever we do i imagine i was thinking about this earlier i imagine you starting this channel was your way of adapting yeah. from, from not having you know the every every week thing that you do and, and work at a stadium as much so yeah. same issue uh, i've not had my youtube channel for long i mean for people that don't know me i'm, I'm a singer Predominantly, I sing soul, Motown, reggae, R&B. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to live here in the Canary Islands in Tenerife. So usually, I'm singing in soul and Motown venues and bars and, you know, mm. doing shows. Um, March the 14th last year, Tenerife hit full lockdown. Uh, and I haven't worked properly since then. So mm. with a family, I have a family of six. I have four children, uh, myself and my wife. I had to do something. So I've tried sort of making CDs and stuff for my follow. I have a decent following, so my following can buy CDs. And then yep, people are yep, asking yep. me, we're missing the show. We're missing our holiday. Um, can you do some shows online? 
um, started doing shows on Facebook, uh, like live streams, and then had problems with copyright strikes and stuff. Yeah. So, so just followed your lead, to, created a YouTube channel, and I've just every Saturday night I'll do a do a live show, take people's requests, and recently, oh, fly. And recently, I've uh, I've started trying to do some some vlogs, you know, in and around what's happening with Tenerife, the the rules and regulations, mm. what you need to come over. So, yeah, generally I'm quite good. Um, not a load of work around because there's barely any tourists still yeah, at the yeah. moment. There's hardly anybody here, but uh, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm still here and the hammers are doing well. So that's, that's, all good. that's it. That's it. That's one thing you don't have to worry about is West Ham at the moment. Which is <laughs> nice. But isn't it, isn't, it, uh, isn't it Wednesday? Isn't it Wednesday? The, the Belair, uh, is, is the Canaries part of the, the new? No. No, so the, oh, it's Belairic. Sorry, it's Belairic. The, yeah. yeah. So the Belairic, so I have beef and countries yeah. like that. We're the Canaries. We were yeah. trying to trying to lobby to have uh, an independent decision away from mainland Spain because mm. the figures in mainland Spain are not great. The no. Canaries are a little bit better, but uh, I mean we won't get into the politics because you know no, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to do all that. But but apparently the cases are rising here with no tourism and stuff. So it's kind of put it's kind of put the uh, the brakes on that. For the the kibosh and that, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's one of, and I can imagine it's one of these things, uh, particularly for yourself. I mean, you know, there's there's probably people who go to tenerife every year and oh. you know him by name and yeah. it's joan it's joan from Hornchurch, or it's bob from basildon i know probably, joan from Hornchurch. well we all know joe from Hornchurch. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what i mean it's almost like it's it must be like real sad because obviously you probably get every summer you get you go and see them and they come over oh yeah it's over like a week they're always well, in the bar and they're always always yeah. chatting it must be like a real it's just a real sort of like same as West Ham, really. You know, you've got to think, you know, to, you know, to give it, it a West Ham perspective. People have been going to the season, seen the goals for 50 years, you know, and they haven't gone for 18 months. It is a lot like West Ham in the sense that you know the same old faces. Yeah. You recognise them and people that maybe you've sat behind or whatever for years, like at West Ham, you sort of become a family. And the mm. good thing about Tenerife is it's not seasonal because we have 12 years at 12, yeah. 12 months of sunshine a year. Uh, it's not just the summer people come for. So there's people, regulars, they come five times a year, some of them. Um, mm. So you get to know names and faces. I get to learn what songs they like, and I do their requests. Oh, this one's for Joan or whatever. She yeah. likes Marvin, Marvin Gaye, and I sing that for her. So actually, I, I, I feel a lot like I've, I've lost out on seeing a lot of friends because these yes. people become friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I was talking to... I saw it to Mark, who's he does all the stuff at Potter's, and it's the same thing for him. You know, he had to do the same thing because obviously it's not just the fact that they're not over there; it's that interaction you miss as well, that one-to-one interaction. So he had to go and do all his stuff online to just try and get some, you know, some sort of connection back with the with his his friends. Really, not a fan base, more his friends. I mean, they become friends. It's a really strange thing doing live shows on a mobile. So I'm Mm. on a mobile phone streaming it, singing. At the end of the song, you pause. There's no applause. (laughs) You know, you, and uh, and the big thing about my job is you feed off the crowd. So yeah, it's not, it's not just singing. You'll have a little bit of banter, do a bit of comedy, read the room, talk to people, yeah. take requests, uh, uh, feed off the vibe. A bit like your job as a DJ, song selections, everything. Yeah. So yeah. you can only choose really what songs are cohesive and working. Once you get people up dancing, of course, dancing's illegal now over here. So <laughs> once you get people up dancing, you've got to try and pick the right song and keep them. Without yeah. that interaction in front of you live, it is just a case of going by your instincts because there's there's nobody to feed off of. You know, mm. it's just a just a screen. Well, it's you know, there's a lot of parallels with with with, with football at the moment. It's like, it was until recently, you know, in the same way they had no 
they had no sort of you know feedback in terms of they had to go out and play without a crowd and it's the same thing they score a goal and it's like <laughs> yeah. it still makes me laugh because they run so some of them still run to the crowd they run to yeah, the corner yeah, 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 and yeah. there's nobody there and then so you've got to wait for the trays then you have to wait for VAR anyway now so it's like you yeah. can't even celebrate so um but yeah i mean you know it's it's one of those things i think well, we'll see what happens now, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I think something there. I mean, obviously, we've got another three weeks. Three weeks, yeah, about three weeks left of apparent until until everything goes back to normal, whatever that may be. We'll, we'll see that <laughs> what happens. We'll see. We'll stay away from that. Russ, <laughs> yeah. Russ, you're probably best place to answer uh, about this whole. I'm not turning this round interviewing you, no, but you're best, place, you're, you're best place to answer on this whole topic about how West Ham have fared without a crowd. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes you're one of maybe what a hundred people in the whole stadium. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the atmosphere is different. But where yes. do you where do you stand on, on that with the players? Does it I take think, the pressure off of them? I think it did at the beginning. Hmm. I think if you think about it, I mean, if, if at the end, it's ridiculous to think of that now. But if we go back right to the beginning of the season, um, you know, to be honest, two games left we stayed up with, hmm. with spare. You know, it was yeah. it, and. It wasn't and over, over the summer. It was always, oh, we need this player. And it didn't really buy anyone, really. No. And obviously, just before we, we sold Grady, didn't we? And then, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that was uproars, uproars. Yeah, it? there was uproar. And, and yeah. Mark came out and spoke. And, you know, and then obviously, we had that Newcastle game. We were absolutely awful. So you're thinking with a crowd, that could have got on their back. You know, it's a relative. I mean, yeah, to be honest, the guys they brought in, you know, it's some great guys, but then there's not loads of experience, I'd say, in that team at that time. So, it would have made a difference, I think, definitely. They would get on their backs. And then, obviously, the, the Arsenal game away, same thing happened. We didn't pick up points, played better. But then, so I think at the beginning, it definitely helped us get into the season a little bit. Maybe in that, in that dogfight, in that dogfight yeah. scenario, you, they're not, they don't have so much pressure carrying that on them. Because exactly. you, know you know it's like if we start bad, a few stray passes, mm. you know what I mean? Go yeah, a goal down, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think also I think the, the the flip side is if we had the crowd, I think we'd be in the Champions League. Yeah, because yeah, there's certain games there. Arsenal at home, we'd never would have joined that game. We the Newcastle have, game, Newcastle game. I think we would have gone on. I think the Arsenal game we would have gone on to win four one five one convincingly. We were we were yeah. unbelievable that game. Yeah. Um, and and I think you know that on top of the great team spirit that David's brought along because I mean you know as you said you said you know I, for, you know for you I mean it's great to you know, get you on because it's it's like parallels in, in some ways you know if you're if you're doing a live stream you've got to be up for it you know you know yeah. you know the crowd isn't going to be there so yeah, you've got yeah. to feed off you've got to, you've got to give that extra ten percent for that fact now the fact is there's no crowd there'd be no crowd all season apart from one game or two games really. Um, at home so they've had to be up for it they've, from the start you know there's no crowd to get that extra 10 15 percent so they've had to yeah, have yeah. that team spirit um and, and so he's done, a, he's done a cracking job with that hasn't oh. he Moisey? i mean i've been like you're right it does parallel i've been lucky enough to perform over the world i perform mm. usually in the real world I, I usually perform at hyde park for you know winter wonderland and yeah. you, you might be singing to 10 15 thousand people that gives you such a lift and such a buzz does, yeah. so to compare that so nobody, no response, no atmosphere, no mm. vibe, no alcohol. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can, you know, sometimes if you're at in a club or whatever, you might have a little drink and then go yeah. on and you sort of ride the wave of the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do that in an empty stadium, football stadium, music venue. You have to, you have to be, you have to be self-motivating, don't you? Mm. You have and, to, and definitely. I, I think Moyes has done a good job 
at lifting everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's lifted the whole club. Let's be yeah. honest. You know that yeah. now. Now we go back in in August. Hopefully, full capacity, or, or I don't know what they're doing, but you know it should be. Um, we've got to think. Everyone's gagging to go back mm. now. Before the end of the before lockdown, that wasn't the case. Let's be honest. No, it wasn't no. the case. You know the team wasn't playing well. Yeah, there was a lot of angst around everything. The you know we've gone back and everyone's now. You know, got a team they're proud to see and 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 want to see and want to cheer and and want to go back. And so, yeah, yeah, of course, what's happening in the world is awful. But I think for West Ham, I thought it's, I think if anything, it's brought the fan base back together. It, I really do. It had, it's been very diverse mm. for the last ten or eleven years, yeah. if not longer. But certainly, certainly with the board we've got, yeah, it's, there's, there's been a divide. Uh, I definitely think the last season, a lot of people that wasn't enamoured with the stadium, and I'm not not particularly a fan of the stadium because again sure. I'm of that generation I'm a bowling yeah. boy yeah. grew up with that but um certainly I think absence makes the heart grow fonder yes and definitely people that weren't enjoying the experience the match day experience are chomping at the bit to get back there now yeah I yeah. still hear from lots of people that they don't want to go when we're 50% capacity or under mm. sort of very strict rules and yeah. restrictions some people just want to go back to the football right. they know yeah. I'm not really sure if we're ever going to get to a point where it's back to football as it was. But if we mm. could get back to just cheering our team on and all being together, if we could just come mm. together as one, look, this is the thing. I support West Ham. I don't know if we're going to get into this later on. We, I support West Ham because it's a family club. I'm from, I'm from mm. the area um, and it's West Ham United. I don't mean to be corny. The, the thing for me that I love about the club more than anything else is the first day I walked into to the bowling ground, I felt like something. I felt like I was accepted yeah. in the family. I was five years old. They lifted me up. I couldn't see. Fellas lifted me up on their shoulders so I could see. Everyone was cheering. Everyone singing the songs together. It was just incredible. And it's mm. the unity of our... I'm mean, sorry, I'm getting on a rant now, but it's the unity no. of our club that I love. That's what I love. Yeah. And when we've gone through this, this division, it makes me very sad. I don't know if it's, if it's because social media wasn't, wasn't around then. Mm. Twitter sometimes can be a very toxic place and everybody's at each other's yep. throats. If we can get back to these days where we're a family club, we go not for winning, not for winning trophies, not even for the football sometimes, just for the mm. sense of community mm. and belonging and all being Hammers, Irons, West Ham together. If we can get back to those days, no matter what's going on in the world, it will make my world feel a little bit better, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I t I totally agree. And to be honest, it, I think that's I think that's what people have missed. You know, you can watch every game. I mean, probably watch it. You've probably watched every game over in Tenerife for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But in yeah. the UK, you've you watched every every Premier League game, and that's yeah. great. You know, the fact is, a lot of people probably got a better view watching it on telly than they have. A, yeah, they yeah. don't have. Yeah. You know, there's no risks involved. I don't think it's about that. I think what it is, it is about the sense of, you know, win or lose, we're always on the booze. We haven't, we don't, you know, we're not, we're not a team. We're not a fan base who thinks we're going to be top four, you no. know, whatever. That's not, we, you know, as long as we are, for me, as long as we're, you know, safe by like February, I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. we know our place. We know our place. We do. But it's well, about the community. Um, yeah. and, and you're totally right. I mean, I was fortunate enough on, on Saturday to go to a, to go to a night with, uh, with with uh, with Macca, TC and, and Waldy. And it's the first one that, that I've been to since well for a long, long, long time, really. Uh even before um even before the, the, the pandemic. And just see it was just nice just seeing people. It was just yeah. nice seeing like, you know, like hearing the same old stories we've heard for the last twenty five years. But it doesn't matter. Everyone was like, it was it's such a nice atmosphere. And it's like, 
getting that back. I mean, even we had 10,000 there at the last game of the season. They made a fucking racket. Yeah. They really did because from having no sound to having 10,000, it's just like, and you see in, in Hungary, in the Euros, you know, yeah. they've got full capacities. Um, so you're around your been, own. You're around your own at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, even now in Tenerife, there's lots of expats, English yeah. and, and various other nations. Not many Londoners. And and not that I have any problem with anyone. There's lots of Northerners, lots of Scots, yeah. and I have no problem with anybody. But it is nice sometimes when you get other Londoners come over and you're mm. all talking about how you miss pie and mash. And yeah. you know what I mean? And and it's yeah. just something about your own, something about being around that that vibe, that family. That yeah. I just I just I just really miss. You know, I listen to all the many of the West End podcasts and your channel and Gio and Gonzo over there and more than just a podcast and the West End way, just hearing those London accents because I don't mm. hear them every day here. I'm either speaking Spanish or I'm mm. talking to, to Northerners and uh, I just I just miss being around that London yeah. vibe. You no, know? I get that. Yeah, I get that totally. I, I spoke... It's it's one of those, as you said it's it's shared interest isn't it so it is about yeah. and it's like think you know if you spoke about a particular road look like that down Barking Road or whatever mm. you know people will look at you unless they've been there unless they were saying what the hell are you on about you know yeah. oh we're talking about yeah Nathan's on on the, on the Barking Road what, yeah, what? Yeah. you know what yeah. I mean so and it is true and it is true and I think it's it, and that's since I've been doing this channel I felt a lot more connected with the facts I never really sort of associate myself much with the fan base you know, so but. Uh, but it really has. And the fact is I've got a lot of people now that I call friends now who mm. we've, and, and to be honest, I haven't met off any of them really. Mm. I, I haven't met, uh, Kellington Len turned up for a cup of tea on Friday. That's the first oh, time really? I met him ever. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, it's second time. Sorry, then. Um, but you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, and it's just lovely to have this sense of community. And, and you know, you've seen as well on Facebook and stuff when people have been sort of had, had you know, everyone's lost people or had really, really struggling times. The West Ham lot just all pulled together. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's lovely to see. It's lovely. That's why we're a special club. We are a that's special the, club. That's the London I remember growing up as well. Mm. You know, I was born in um, born in Forest Gate, lived in yeah. Custom House, Cannon Town for most of most of my life until my sort of mid teens. My mum and dad bought a business in Romford, uh, so I, they still used to drive from East London, drop me off at school in Romford, um, and then go to work. And then eventually we moved to Hornchurch. That's why I was saying to you earlier on. I live down Rockingham Avenue off of Osborne Road. That's where I live. I live in really? Osborne Road. I live in Osborne really? Road. Osborne, so, yeah, Rockingham Avenue yeah. was. Oswald. We used to go and play Brilliant. football. I scored some goals over Highlands Park. Oh, I bet, yeah. Oh, but, it's, it's, but, but, Mike, he's pissing it down today. You know, Is that's going to be asking me a swimming pool today. Yeah. Doesn't look like it out of my window. It looks 28 no. degrees. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm a Londoner. I just remember that, that that's what I grew up with that sense of community. Mm. Everybody pulls together you help people out if there's an old girl down your road you go and check that she's got enough and mm. I, I don't know if it's the uk in general that's gone because obviously i i emigrated uh, to tenerife but i don't know if that exists in the world anymore does it i think i think i think to be honest i think what's happened in the last 15 months is it, a lot more of it than i remember yeah definitely a lot more than i remember because also i think you know it's it's one of those things where you, you've seen a lot more. I've seen around, like even around Oswald Road, you've seen a lot of people checking it. We've got old, an old couple next door to us, so we always check on them and, and vice versa. And, and, you know, I think that people are being a lot more, particularly because obviously we had that big period where there was no bugger around. Mm. And then we were allowed sort of out a little bit and you, you were like seeing other people and you were having conversations and like, but also you're thinking about stuff. You're trying to, you know, like my, my daughter and my wife have had two birthdays now in, in lockdown, so to speak. 
you try and do stuff you, you, you think a bit more creatively do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so you can't go and and you know book a book a restaurant um so you gotta think okay well i've got to do this and you know i remember my first my wife's first one mcdonald's went open she was craving like a, a sausage egg with muffins so i learned how to do it on youtube but you know yeah, yeah. she like she i think you try a lot more to, and so we'll see i hope i hope the I was definitely I think the world's gonna come out a, a cleaner place, that's for sure. Yeah. I've never been so clean in my life. <laughs> you no, well, you, well you're lucky. There's you eating sausage McMuffins. My wife has had me going out today buying paint. She wants us to decorate the whole house where everything's closed over here. So I've got a load <laughs> I've got a load of decorating to do and a list of jobs. So yeah. oh, I'd, ra I'd, ra I'd, I'd rather have the muffins if you don't mind. I'd rather yeah, I'd rather spend the time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, Michael. Maybe actually a bit more paint he would have met probably helped out to be honest. The lockdown body wasn't what I've hoped uh, it to be, let's be honest. Um no. but but I did get my two jabs early, so there we go. Right. There you go. There we go. At Hornchurch Library. There we go. Oh, is that where you went? They swear they converted um, it all out. They took out all the books and made it into like a twelve-unit product. Wow! Place. I'm sure I saw you put a picture up the other day of Langton's Park. Was you walking? Quite possibly. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We go, yeah, we go to Langton's. So walk the dog around there. But yeah, the the, the Macca night was at uh, the Conservative Club. We said, oh, redone. really? Wow! They've, all, they've redone during lockdown. They did a they did a Michael and uh, and have repainted it all. Anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so obviously, you say, obviously, you know, you said from the age of five, you know, you, we, we've done the whole wide from West Ham, anyways. It's brilliant. Save me ask the question. Um, so, and obviously, once once you're in, you you hooked, aren't you? Once you oh, get that yeah. first game in, yeah, yeah, no yeah. turning back, no turning I back, mean, is there? Man. Like like a lot of people say on it, I had no choice anyway. As soon as I was yeah. born, my my granddad is a West Ham fan. He he passed away sadly three years ago, but for a, a long period of his life, he didn't miss a game. Absolutely, listen to this. Mm. On his wedding day, right, he went and got married. Him and his brother, Jimmy, went over, watched the game, and he met his wife, my nan, back love at the it. reception afterwards. You've got to love that, ain't you? Oh, so he, the, from the minute I was born, I was already born into West Ham. You know, East End family, we're all the same. My dad's not crazy about football, so he's more boxing. But my mm. granddad used to take me over to the park, and we used to play football whenever I played for teams soon as I could get in a baby grow, I was in a West Ham baby grow. Mm. So it's just always been ingrained in me. And like you say, from the first time, my earliest memory was going at five, but I don't even remember who we saw. The next memory would have been going to the club shop, which you'll remember was just inside the gates, like yeah. a little wooden hut, you know, like your science yeah, block at school. Cabin. Yeah, with, yeah. cabin with, with all, the, all the shirts. I went to go and buy, that he was going to buy me my first shirt. It was the Avco one. You know, the Avco, yeah. Nice. And, yeah, and that, yeah, it was yeah. all, all folded up, the smell of it in those wooden shelves. And that, that was the first memory, really, of going to do that. And uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know if you were going to ask me about my first game I remember. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry to interrupt the episode, but I'd just like to say that today's episode is actually sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. So thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the episode. You'll see here, um, they've sent me some stuff to show you as well. So your balls will thank you. All fantastically designed and packaged. I, I, love, I love a bit of packaging. Um, but the whole idea of Manscaped is to make sure that down there is all trimmed up as well as up here. That's all. Simple concept. But it, here's the main thing. It comes with, uh, here is the main boy, the Lawnmower 3.0. There we go. With a little light, I've just noticed as well, so you can do Morse code in between. So, so <laughs> not SOS, but to make sure you know, where, you know, you can see what you're doing, particularly if it's, you know, in, in the shower or whatnot as well. Um, it's all skin-safe technology, so the idea is, oh, look, look at that. 
smooth in the baby's bottom, my arm, back of my hand is. So it means you don't nick the older comes with a free guard as well. You can get interchangeable blades as well to make sure that um, it's all nice and hygienic, um, which is good. What else have we got here? I'm this properly, yeah. um, we've got some ball toner, uh, crop reviver. Uh, for an anytime pick-me-up, spritz your goods once or twice. Always twice. Always twice. Always double dip. Um, and let air dry. So I make sure I lock the back door for that. Lock, not the back door, the, the, the bathroom door. <laughs> lock, lock the bathroom door and let the old boys, let the old boys dry. More berries than twig. Oh, I suppose the twig has to dry as well, but it's mainly the berries. Um, what else we got here? We've got ball deodorant, crop reserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. Uh, yeah, give that one a go as well. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to this. Um, what else we got? It comes with free gifts as well. So we've got here a pair of boxer shorts, uh, anti-chafing boxing shorts, um, and anti uh, and sweat sweat wicking fibers prevent anti-chafing and swamp crotch. We all we all love us. We all don't like swamp crotch, do we? Um, so that's good. Uh, it comes with a free bag as well to put it all in. All leather proper stuff that is um and it comes with these mats as well which are basically basically newspaper type mats made of old school like newspaper um paper so the idea is you put this on the floor when you do the whole um when you do the old the, the old uh what's it called shaving that's the one and uh, then you can scrunch them up um not the balls i mean i meant the newspaper put it in the bin so that's all good. Anyway, if you want to get involved, description, uh, all the information is in the description below, in the video description. Um, hit, hit the link. Um, because you're part of the West of the My Hammers 11 community, you get 20% off by putting the promo code in the description, plus free shipping. That ain't bad, is it? Anyway, get involved and back to the video. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Game I remember. What's your first game you remember, Michael? I thought, I'm glad you've asked, Ross. I'm glad you've asked. <laughs> It, it, it would have been, I think, I think it would have been around 89. What Was it the season we were in the, 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 the second tier of football? So it would have been the Division 2. Billy mm. Bonds was manager, I think. And I'm sure it was Leicester, West Ham Leicester. We beat them 3-1 with goals from Leroy. Uh, I'm sure Keane got the rebound of the penalty and Trevor Morley. Oh. And, and Stuart Slater just went on this run down the whole pitch from pretty much his own goal line. And nearly scored. And I just, you know, that's the first game I proper remember the result, remember yeah. the goal scorers, yeah. you know. But we're going back to about 89, 90 season, I think it must have been. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? When you sit there and you think about it and you sort of blink. And, it, you know, even 89, 90, we're in 2021 20, now. Mate. And you, and it's just like, what? What? Mate, you nah. remember that, but, you, but you remember that game like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember, you know, you remember the smell of it. Oh, I remember walking back down towards the station where, where my granddad parked down, down a side road. Don't mm. remember what it was exactly, but it, it, we walked back down and just walking as I heard, walking with the crowd, the smell of the onions, the program sellers, everybody, because we'd won, everybody singing songs as we walked down, down yeah. Green Street. There was just something magical about it. And I remember just... I've said it before. I know it sounds so corny, so I apologize. I just remember feeling part of something special. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. I get it totally. But as you said, it's it's more the it's more the sort of the the sensory side of it, isn't it? As you said, it's about this. It's like that smell of of cooked onions. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's that's that just smell takes me back. Yeah, just to, just to West. That it's really funny. Or, you could, or the, you, sorry, you could be anywhere now. You could be anywhere now and smell that, and it takes you back to there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? 
I was in a market a couple of years ago. It was like a, a decky market, in, which is in Tenerife, like not a Londoner in sight, but there was a, a hot dog, a burger stall. And I smelled yeah. the onions and was like, I felt like, felt like home. You know what I mean? It just crazy. Isn't it? Just the whole thing takes you back. And, and it's to think now that that was, I was maybe eight, eight or nine years old. I'm now 41 with four kids of my own. Mm. who have unfortunately never been to a game. So, yeah. Or, for, or fortunately. Yeah, that, that yeah it depends. Eh? Depends, <laughs> how you depends how you look it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's, 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 it's funny when you just look at it like you think that like, Jesus, you know, how long, how, you know, how quickly, you know, life moves on, isn't it? It's just mental. It's just like, oh, but as you said, it's like things just take you back. It's like, it, it's, it's a smell or it's, or it's a, it's a voice or, and it's just the thing, that's the whole thing about West Ham. I think that's what things that people have missed is all that just sensory stuff. Whether it is the popcorn smell now, you know, or, or whatever, or it's that cut grass. That's that's what it is for me, it's the cut grass. Particularly yeah, if so, I've got AstroTurf, I ain't got cut grass anymore now. <laughs> so there's more parallels there because that I feel that music does that as well. Yes. Music has that sensory thing where a song could take you back, re-evoke yeah. emotions. And that, again, that's that's another part of our job. My my job mm. as a singer to to hit the right to hit the right notes. I don't mean vocally i mean but to, to hit the right emotive notes to make yeah. people feel a certain way and you as a dj would understand that as well you play songs that evoke emotion bring back memories you can mm. remember your first love your first heartbreak your first game your first mm. day of school you know music has the power to do that and, and and there's lots of parallels with football and with music because those mm. are the memories that are really deeply ingrained yeah, no, I totally get that. You're totally right. You're totally right. And it's, it's I think it's one of those things as well. I mean, particularly with music, they say, they say that music, you know, you, you tend to sort of, you tend to enjoy the, or still enjoy the music that you enjoyed when you was a teenager because it was yeah, like yeah. 15, 16. And I think it's the same with football as well. You know, yeah. I think, you know, your your formative years as a teen, as a, you know, moving into adulthood, that sort of 17, 18, 15 to 17 age group, that's, that's, that, those are football players I, I, you're bang right. I get all you're gooey about, right. you know what I mean? You're, you're like, about my age, Ross, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm 41, you're around my age. So I would imagine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that your your favourite era was the Redknapp era. With yes. the cameo. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's our sort of era. I mean, I've watched lots of these videos and older people, it's very much like the boys of 86 sort of era. Mm. Lots of dev, lots of era, lots of Devonshire and that, you know, Bond. Yep. And that's their sort of informative years. Whereas ours are, sort of red nap era would you agree yeah, yeah no I, I totally yeah totally and i think you know uh and that's that's why when we, when we do the 11s i try to say okay you keep it to plays you've been alive to see play because otherwise you, know, you and me for example we never really saw trevor brookin play we no, never saw Bond. billy bonds play no, yeah, or yeah. people like that so you know it's not fair for us to put them in because we only know them by the stories that your granddad would have told you about exactly, how great yeah. yeah so so that's that's why I think that's really, and that's why I like talking to people of various different. Because I like I love talking to the, the 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 more experienced fans because you're right, they have a lot more, well, they have a lot more a lot more suffering on their hands. But you know, <laughs> they, they they saw Bobby Moore play or they saw these guys play, and so so I'm sort of like learning. It's almost like sort of learning on the go. So it's really really sweet. I love chatting to them. But you're right, yeah, the Red Nap era was my most fun era. That was fun. Be- it was it was fun. Football was fun then. Yeah, to be fair, they've they've had more suffering, but they've also seen some success. They've Whereas won something. Yeah, I was I was born two and a half weeks after. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's final. what I thought. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. You got to be close. You have to be close. Yeah. Yeah. So they've actually seen something. Yeah, that's probably why we like the Red Nap era because they won the Intertoto Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That's so it. as you as you know, I've I've watched quite a lot of your shows, and and as I told you earlier on, 
as much as I love Parks, Dicks, you know, all these, all these, Decanio, I've tried to do something a little bit different today. We have, with Y11. we have, we have, and, uh, we have done something a bit different. Yeah, I wanted to stay away. And, and as much as I love it, if I was to give you my, my all-time 11, it would be very similar to other people's. It would be, you know, yeah. Dicks, it would be Rio, it, it would be Ludo probably in goal, it would be Decanio, it would be Trevor Sinclair. But yeah. I've tried to stay away from that. Just to try and mix it up for some content for you, if that's yeah, all right. No, I like it. I like it. So you got to introduce the concept we're going with today, Michael. Then. Well, the concept I went with, I had a little thing about you. You said to me, could you maybe think about a musical theme, maybe people you'd like to duet with? But I've heard a lot of these lads sing drunken <laughs> karaoke, and uh, I don't know if I fancy that. And then I thought, I wonder if any of them have got any nice wives or girlfriends that would duet with me. But uh, my wife saw me writing that one down. So I've gone for something a little bit different. I had this concept. I was going to go for one season wonders. Nice. So the criteria I've given myself, because I can, is anybody that played for less than two seasons. So it could be one and a bit seasons or yep. somebody who made an impact for their first season. So I've got a lot of people that are, you know, under 30 games or under two seasons or a year and a half and things like that. So that's yep. the criteria, really. They're one season wonders. Didn't stay any more. They didn't stay any more than a season and a half. So two, two seasons are my cutoff point. Like get nice. into two seasons, sort like of one it. and a half or I under. Like it. I like so that's it. What I've, right. That's what I've gone for. No, it's a good idea. I like this, Mark. It's a nice idea. Right. Okay. So let's start between the sticks then. These one season wonders. Well, between the sticks, I wanted a goalkeeper. I had a little bit. Now, I must say early on, I've got to give some credit because when I was going for this, I wrote about four players down and was stumped. And then I really couldn't think. So I spoke to a friend of ours and I've got a shout out, Nigel Khan. Because oh. I thought, mate, I thought, who, who is a bloody encyclopedia <laughs> on football? So Nigel Khan. I, I, I shot him a text. I said, right, nice. This is my concept. He said, nice concept, that, mate. And then yeah. he fired about 30. No, yeah. actually, to be fair, the more we spoke, we were going backwards and forward. What about him? What about him? He was one season, wasn't he? And yeah, good mm. shout. And he was shouting. So he gave me some options and we've made it up. So I've got a shout out, Nigel Khan. And his first shout was, Lammer, Bernard Lammer, between the sticks, came with us, the French goalkeeper, came with us for a little while, just before the World Cup, didn't play many games, and I still think he made the French squad, if I'm not mistaken. He did, he? yeah, I think he moved yeah. He moved from PSG on loan, it was PSG, I think he came on loan, mm. to get into the French squad. Yeah, yeah. That was his and idea. He, he came and done the business, we didn't see much of him, I liked him, he was a solid keeper, uh, laid back sort of character, if you know what I mean. Mm. Morning. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, what I, my, my thing about Bernard Lamar is, is he, I, I, I am adamant he never showered after a game. I'm adamant he, because literally, literally, yeah, because he stank. No, 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 because <laughs> literally I'd come out and we were, and I was sitting at the time, I'd have been sitting in the Centenary Upper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Centurion Upper would have been sat my granddad and my brother. And so by the time we'd come out and walking down Green Street to go, you know, the the, the bowling way, as if we'd go down Barking Road, he was always in his car, stuck in the middle of Green Street. So he was always. out before you. He was out before he you. He was literally you know? out. So literally, he's almost gone in, picked his boots, got in the car. And he, but, but wait 10 minutes, Bernard. You know, have maybe, a cup of tea. Maybe that's the crowd. Maybe that's because he didn't play much, did he? He didn't make many appearances. Yeah. But that was the only goalkeeper I could think of that fit my no, I criteria. Like I you know like I mean? him. Yeah, I like Bernard Lamar. He's good. There we go. Um, right, okay. Bernard's are in. Who, uh, go on. Go for the team as you've got them down. One at a time, man. Right, okay. So we'll have uh, right back. He's, uh, I think yeah. he's probably a fan's favourite. Young player. A lot of potential. I believe he only played around 16 games. But he certainly made an impact. 
Yeah. We, he moved on to Chelsea when we got relegated, but I thought he was a cracking young player and I've gone for Glenn Johnson. Yeah. Right back. Lovely so, Glenn Johnson. I, I and he was... He was he, he was one of those those the, uh, criteria of, of players we had around that time, wasn't it? Where it was like, oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. When's he off? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, we 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 have one or two now, and obviously Deck that we're all we're all thinking out about. Mm. Uh, but we've hopefully got a little bit more out of Declan than we did yeah. Glenn Johnson, and we we, yeah. we, we it was always inevitable he was going to go. I'm not sure, and I don't know if I'm being unfair to the lad. I'm not sure ever hit the heights that we expected he could is that fair to say i think to be honest i think that's pro i think that's fair for for him i think it's fair for him and joe i think you know I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. they, they got even you know even someone like rio to be perfect yeah you know, if we're looking like you know from a complete you know up and below the only one who had at that crop who really made hit was 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 frank lampard yeah 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 because when I mean, you know he came i mean johnson came in with this right back's going to be the best right back in you know he's going to be brilliant joe yeah. cole came in as the one of the best he's going to be one of the best players in the world yeah. he's going to be one of the best defenders in the world not saying they didn't have a great career but they never right. got into that echelon of player i think glenn no. is epitomized that yeah i don't think they ever found joe cole's position did they no i, no, I always no. preferred him in the middle when he played for england we had this troublesome left side in england they threw him out on the left and it didn't really work. And, and, and then again, when he went to Chelsea, I know we're talking about Johnson, but he also went to Chelsea and I felt mm. like he was stifled, like Joe Cole was stifled. Yeah. They sort of coached the creative, young fearlessness out of them, didn't they? They sort of yeah. kept them both very regimented. And I understand you've, you've got to have a, know your role. You've got to play tactics. But I felt like Glenn Johnson was another one, like Joe Cole. He almost got the brilliance and the raw, you know, youth youthful sort of the way you'd play mm. in the park i felt like that was coached out of them both but glenn johnson's my right back for the one season wonders yeah we'll put glenn in right okay go on let's go let's go left back then uh left back see first of all i was thinking about ilunga i don't know if you remember ilunga he was ilunga, yeah. yeah he brilliant for the first season i really liked him uh and then the second season he wasn't so good and i wasn't sure on the cutoff point whether he played two full seasons so i didn't go for ilunga Nigel said, I've got a better left-back for you, David Unsworth. <laughs> David Unsworth. Yeah. I, I always remember him playing on centre-back, but I believe that was the left of a back three. Yeah, I think it, yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but think it was. But he was a left back, so we've gone for David Unsworth at left back. Yeah, um, and but, and also and also with Unsworth, he had that famous thing in it where we sold him to Villa, and then his wife didn't want to go Villa, and then he came back and sold him to Everton, and Everton then sold him to. Uh, I can't sorry, remember really. what way round, but she didn't want to know, and they just backed <laughs> to back him straight to another club. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right, okay, let's get Unsworth, Unsworth in. Good old Dave, uh, centre back. He's your first centre half. Uh, centre half, first centre half is a player that we had on loan, and I thought he was wonderful, and I. Never really could work out why we didn't get him on a permanent, mm. other than other than the the price inflated because of his performances, and that was Tittenham. I really oh, like yeah. I really like Anu Tittenham. So uh, I thought he was superb. He just had class on the ball, um, just everything you want from a from a centre half, really. And mm. uh, I thought he was great. Yeah, he was. He was. You're right. And that, uh, that was that. It was that game against Man United away. That was that was the game, wasn't it? And I think. Yeah, yeah you're right. I think uh, the team want his team wanted like seven million for him, and yeah. we didn't pay it. And it's like and then I think we went spent the money on. Uh, I can't remember who. Someone tell me, but it was ridiculous. Probably like Rigobert. Probably Rigobert. It was Rigobert song and Titi Kamara. I think it was Rigobert song and Titi Kamara. That was out of the third of their money, wasn't it? Rigobert song, yeah. Titi Kamara, yeah. and one more. 
yeah, but yeah. Pretty, yeah, but it was something weird. But anyway, yeah, TNN, uh, Finnish international, fantastic, really solid yeah. player. Uh, right, okay, so he's in. Who's he going to partner him? We're going, we're going for Big Slav next to him. Believe oh, it or not. Big Slav. Not, not, big lots Slav. of people don't realise that Bilic was only with us for 16 months, and he was another yeah. one, of course, who went and jumped ship and went to, uh, went to Everton because he wanted to win things. How'd that work out for you, Slav? Yeah, worked out well, didn't it? Bless him. Yeah. Bless him. But, but uh, I, I, I did admire him. I always liked him as a centre half. He was, you know, he was, he was strong. He was, he, he was well organised. He was good in the air. So I thought that would have been a, that would have been a, a really good oh. long term partnership at the back, wouldn't it? Tihan and, and, yeah. and, and, and Slav and Bilic. So, so solid. I, so solid. It's not a bad old defence. I don't. No, think and I, Slav was a great player. He was yeah. a great player. He really was. Yeah. And I think I think he uh, he was on his ones. I think someone asked in an interview when he when he came as a back as a manager, of course, um, about him yeah. leaving for Everton. And I think there was sort of a yeah, sense of, sense of regret. Yeah, there's a sense of regret there. And I, I think we would have loved him even more. I mean, there was always this divide when he was our manager. Lots of people loved him, and he, oh, he he's one mm. of us. He's one of our own. But then there was a, another section of people saying. But he left. He jumped ship because he thought the grass was greener. So there was always this divide again. But let's remember him for his playing days. And let's remember how great he was for us. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right, midfield. Who's your first one? Uh, what side are we going for? Oh, so we've gone for a 4-3-3. Four, 4-3-3, four, three, three. Four, three, three, yeah. Let's have a yeah. look at my little note. Um, so I've gone, for, uh, I've gone for a three across the middle. Uh, he, he, wasn't, he was world-class. He wasn't world-class for us because he was kept out by Hayden Mullins and he just didn't settle very well. But if we're talking about people that made an in- impact over one season, you've got to go for Mascarano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Mascarano exactly. just holding, just holding there. He certainly made an impact. We'll certainly always remember the whole Tevez and Mascarano oh. affair. And uh, talking about people under that criteria that were just fly by night and temporary, I think we've got to have him in there. What do you think? Yeah, considering what the career he went on to have as well. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? But yeah. hey, Hayden Mullins was a better player. That's what I'm saying. Hayden Mullins. <laughs> I can't believe Barcelona never came in for him. Exactly. Although, to be fair to Hayden, everyone who puts like like Zamora, that they all put him in their team. Yeah. Because he yeah, did yeah. A, lot of, a lot of donkey work. And, and uh, yeah, but obviously, old chocolate pards fancied, uh, fancied him better than Javier. Um, <laughs> he, did, he, never fancied, he never fancied anyone more than he fancied himself, did he, pards? Let's be honest. <laughs> 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 oh dear do you know what though fair play do you know i always say it's about pards he was the he's the only manager i've had when i've worked at west ham who's given a shit about what we do i liked him i did I know, liked like because he wanted to control the club he wanted to make sure yeah, everything yeah. and so he'd ask me what music we were playing he would literally really? say what music are you playing today russ we'd go into his little crappy little manager's office in uh at upton park and we'd and I'd say, oh, we'll probably do a bit of this, you know, it's, it's, you know we can't play this because, you know, you can't play Oasis because we're playing Man City. And they'd be like, okay, I've got an idea. Can you play some Frank? No. <laughs> he, he, he loved he loved Frank Sinatra. A little bit of Sinatra, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, so work. much so, and I'll tell you the story, so much so, one game, he'd, he'd gone to see the Rat Pack live at Soho, at the Soho Theatre, and he went backstage and he basically hired the Dean Martin impersonator that evening to come what? and sing at West Ham, and wow. he didn't. And he didn't even know the words to Bubbles, and he, oh, said, no. he was doing the Dean Martin version, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he can sing Bubbles. <laughs> oh my goodness! Pro- Love him. Probably, probably if that's not in the show, he don't know it. It's what a lot exactly. Of like, a lot of people are like, yeah. I like yeah. Pards. Wasn't it Pards that gave Noble his debut as well? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe I yeah, it would have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
would have yeah. been so different. We, lots, of, lots of good memories. They played good football and, and uh, we nearly done it, didn't we? We nearly done well, it. There's, that, I mean, particularly when we went, we, because obviously he took over and we'd gone down and we just obviously, you know, and he 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 did sort of do a little sort of a little bit like Moyes, you know, he sort of brought the team back together. We disbanded, we'd all gone down and players had left and obviously, you know, Jermaine Defoe had signed up, put in his transfer requests and all that type of thing. And he went and said, no, I want to, I want, I want players, my players. And so he went and got the boys from, um, from Wimbledon. Rio Coco. Got, you know, got Rio Coco and yeah, Nolan yeah. and, and McEnough. Yeah. And he'd yeah, gone yeah. and he got guys that he wanted. He got, he got Hayden Mullins in. He, he got these players in. He'd, he, he brought up Anton and he, he'd Elliot Ward and, you know, these types of players who, you know, he sort of, that, that was a good time at West Ham. That was, and we got, we got to the FA Cup final under, under pods. So. Exactly. We so nearly yeah. did it. And parallels I mean, again, you, you just said there that he wanted to control every element of the club. I think, again, with Moyes, it's the first time yeah. really since Pardew that he's 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 gone to the mm. other two upstairs. Listen, let yeah, me yeah. control this. You you you, ta- you you sit back and be a, a chairman. Mm. I'll be the manager. Let me coach. Let me look at a scouting network. I mean, you'll know better than better than I with being there. But I kind of feel like he's trying to get a grip on a few of the things that maybe were wayward and not so organised. Mm. And and, yeah. and Moyes is the first time since I guess Pardew that he's wanted to sort of make it his own. His own identity mm. and put a, a, a team in his own image with his own players. Yeah. So yeah, I like Pards and I like some of those boys from that era. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll put Mascherano in then. Mascherano. Who's next in that midfield? Well, it's funny. I wrote this down, and the next day uh, I saw on Twitter that it's actually I think 15 years since, unfortunately, his untimely death. It's uh, a, a, a hell of a player, and I liked him, Mark Vivian Foe. Yeah. So so okay. Foe was was a cracking player for us. I feel like he could have gone on and got got. As he got a little bit older, he was very solid, good ball winner, you know, quite nice on the ball and uh, very strong. I felt like he could have only he could have only got better and grown and grown as he went through his career. Uh, just a tragedy, really. I remember remember hearing the news that he just just dropped down and had a cardiac arrest, and I, I believe well, he swallowed. Particularly, it. obviously, with with what happened with Ericsson recently. You yeah, know, well, this is even you know more I mean? pertinent with things. I was yeah. just. My wife knows nothing about football. She just knows I'm West Ham mad. And she was asking me, oh, who's your team then? And, you know, why, 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 why? She actually asked me, why, why are these people only around for a season or a season and a half? And, and so I was explaining everybody. I was explaining about Mascarano and the situation. And, and I came to Foe and, and Foe and she said, that's, that's so, so pertinent with what's just happened with, she said, the Danish bloke. But I knew what, what she meant. That's what you mean. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so pertinent that it's actually. A couple of days ago, the anniversary of that happening, mm. uh, and and also with with Ericsson. So, without that influence in my decision, I'd gone for Foe, and then it, the yeah. stars seemed to align. It's it's very oh. topical at the moment. And he so, was, and Foe was like one of the the first, I'd say, sort of that sort of mould African sort of central defensive midfield. You know, sort yeah, of, yeah. He was just like a, a unit, and then obviously you then go on, and and then you go to sort of you know a co- you know, sort of a, a Torre. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, even, yeah. And then all these French boys, you had Vieira come yeah. over, these tall, Kante. big athletics. Kante, Kante and Macalay. Yeah, yeah that never sort of really player. had that sort of like, just like holding, domineering force. And that's like, you know, that's, he was one of the first ones. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, particularly the modern era. And yeah, fantastic player. And everyone f- talks about the Trevor Sinclair pass to the Cadio. It was a faux tackle that led to that goal. And I'm not sure we really knew how to use him because, like no, you say, he was, one of, he was one of the first of that breed. It'd be mm. interesting if he was around today in today's football and the way you you play that sort of 
uh, enforcer, that sort of just just in front of your back four defensive midfielder, just mm. breaking up play, a lot like what they're trying to get Beck to do for England, just yeah. staying back and breaking up play and then just passing it off and, and getting things going. I feel like he could have been great. So I had a lot of time yeah. for him, admired what he did. And uh, it's also a very tragic story. So shout out oh. to Mark Vivian Foe. May you rest Indeed. in peace. Indeed. Right. So we've got Mascherano, we've got Foe. Who's going to be that midfield third? Right. This one's a bit controversial, right? Because it's, uh, it's, it's more recent. What did, what did you think of this before we divulge who it was? Could you see uh, the point? Yeah, I, I see the point. Yeah, because he's, yeah. Uh, he doesn't, he's not our player right. at the moment. You're correct. Right. So I went for a lot of old school players, right? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one I didn't put in. I, want, I had a bit of a. I don't know whether to say this until I get to the forwards. No, I won't. I won't talk round it. We'll talk about it when we get there. So I've rejuggled about, and at the last minute, I've added in the centre of my midfield Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Now, if we don't sign him on a permanent, this will be a one-season wonder. If we do sign him, I'll have to come back and do another eleven for you, or, or substitute a player in. There, there, there were other contenders I was going to put in there, but there was nobody I could really think of centrally, alongside Mascherano and Foe, that I wanted mm. to play. Because I've yeah. gone for a four-three-three, I had lots of wingers I would have liked to have put in, and we'll we'll maybe do honourable mentions later on if we have got time. But I needed I needed I needed a three in the middle because I've gone for three up front, and I wasn't going to move on my on my front three because I think that's quite good. So I needed another uh, another midfielder that could play more centrally. Mm. So so I've gone for Jesse Lingard because at the moment he's he's coming. What's he scored? Nine goals in sixteen yeah. games or something. Uh, I definitely think if we're talking about for my criteria, one season made an impact. I think your man Jay Lings has done that. I think he has, man. I think he has. And you're right. It, uh, you know, he's, and that, that's the thing. Obviously, he's not our player so at the moment. No. So who knows what happens? But, you know, even, I mean, what a season he had. That was one yeah. season, one day, what a season it was. Not even a season, to be honest, no. was it? Well, this, is, this, um, is, this, this epitomizes my, my concept. Came in for a little while, made an impact. Whether you made an impact with the the sort of legal mess that was Mascarano and mm. someone else coming up later, or, or or whether it was just coming in and getting us going and, and showing some form, just for a just for a little while, we loved him. He came in, he done the business. But if we end up signing him on a permanent, which I hope we do, then this this video is not going to age very well, is it? So forgive me. <laughs> <That's not laughs> right, go on. Let's let's go up front. Who's your first of your three up front? Right. So there there was there was this guy. I wanted to put him in. I was tempted if I'd have played a, a four in midfield, I would have put him out wide on the left. But Nigel, Nigel said, I always remember him as more of a forward. Uh, so that was the whole dilemma with a midfield. So I couldn't put him in the midfield. I'm playing him up front, up front as a three. I've got him on the left of a three. It's Craig Bellamy. Oh. Our pacey, so fast, little bit fi- a little bit fiery. And I do, I do like a player with a little bit of fire in their belly. Yes, you know? I like um, a bastard player. That's it. He wasn't with us for long. And uh, I, I just, I just remember some of those blistering runs down the left, you know, cutting inside or getting across in, and and, and again, football was different. But, you know, when you look back at these, these these eras we grew up, football evolved so quickly. The mm. systems they play in. Just remember him on the left. I, I could see him playing in a modern day system. You know, like yeah. Liverpool play with their three up front. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got Mane. And so I could see him playing Definitely. in one of those systems, um, and I think he'd still be as good today. Um, Definitely, and I think the, fr- the frustration thing with Craig Bellamy for me was they'd bought him, and obviously the the the, pl- the the whole idea was him and him and Ashton, you know, it was almost like a two and little yeah, man, big never, man, yeah, yeah, it would have been brilliant. Yeah. It would have been brilliant, but yeah, and I love a we love a bastard player, don't we? 
We're yeah, doing when he's things. not playing for you, you boo him. But when he plays for you, you, you love, love him. him. He's, yeah, he's yeah, an outvic again. It's that same sort of personality yeah. as Arnie, isn't it? You know. Totally. Um, so he's my left of a front yep. three. Uh, on the yeah. right of a front, on the right, I think people have probably guessed. Talking about being there a short time, making an impact. Those last ten games in that great escape season, I've gone for Carlos Tevez. You can't yeah. not have Tevez. No, uh, I, understand, I understand he made a bit more of an impact than Mascarano, but they came as a pair. Uh, I just remember before the days of uh, of ITKs and, and 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 all this, and I, I never used to really get into club line where you could. Really, I just remember turning the telly on and seeing them stood each side apart, yeah. holding the shirts up, thinking, "What on earth is going on?" Um, and, and, and granted, look, we had all the fallout. We, we had all the thing with Sheffield United. We had all the legal problems with uh, what was his name, Jory Kia Jorkaev. What was his name? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that one, that one. Uh, we had all that, but come on, let's let's just on the pitch, let's just remember those times when he finally got going and got that goal and just ran up into the crowd and just 10 games, 10 blistering games or so, and and almost not single handedly, but he certainly had a big part to play with keeping us up that year as Sheffield United protested in court. But you know, we loved him. We loved him for that season and we just had a bit of class for once. West Ham's always been about grit and determination and working for each other. You know, I loved I loved players through the years like Steve Lomas, just because mm. he would, you know, he would he would dig in and, and, and all that. to have a bit of bit of Argentinian flair, bit of class. Yeah. He's, he's he's my one season wonder. He's my man up front. Yeah, it's you're Carlos totally Tevez. right, man. You're totally Carlos right with him in terms of just a little bit of, yeah. And he, and and very rarely you get you get someone because what I liked about Carlos was he was he was a trier and, and he'd keep going and 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 you know obviously we love to be a, to to be enamoured by West Ham fans to be adored. All you got to do is have a go. That's all you got to do go. is just have a go. Yeah. If you yeah. had a go and you got a bit about you in terms of skill. Yeah. That is a and, and that's what Carlos had. That's what the Canyo had. That's what you know. They have yes. that sort of both sides of, of what we need. Um, right. So we got so we got Craig. We've got Carlitos. Who's who's in the middle then? Right. So it, it was a toss up. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Who I omitted first of all. I, I, Jonathan because... Clary. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Jo- Simeone was Zaza. Zaza. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, you could do this all day. To be you fair, could. couldn't you? Yeah. David Di Michele. Uh, Diego yeah. Tristan, Mido. Diego Franco, Mido, Mido, Savio. Uh, who, who was uh, Benny, McCar- Benny McCarthy? Benny McCarthy. We could do this all day. Uh, I've gone for, I've, I've picked, but just because he wasn't necessarily, again, like Mascarado, he wasn't world-class for us. But I just remember signing him after the World Cup, Davor Suka. Big Dave. Big I will Dave. always remember him running down the wing for Croatia and chipping Schmeichel uh, against yeah. Denmark. And that goal... Um, there's a theory that by the time he got to us, he had bad ankles and such. Um, but just imagine that front three, just on paper, oh. Tevez, Suka and Bellamy. I just think there would have been something else. I feel a little bit bad because over the years, we have had some good strikers that were one season wonders. Uh, I, I, this whole, I can explain now, this Lingard thing. I was desperate to put uh, Bellamy on the left of an attacking midfield and let him sort of float. But he's not really a midfielder, and I would have put Paolo Futre up. Yeah, just talking about yeah, just talking about class. I mean, again, there's a lot of players in this team that were that were there's two or three that were world class, just not for Mm. us. Do you know what I mean? That's that's a good expression. Yeah, world class, but not for us. Yeah, yeah, you know the players like uh, Hugo Porfirio is another one. 
Florian yeah. Radicchio is another one. You know, lots of players that I considered putting in just because they had a little bit of something about them. Um, but I've tried to make them work in this system. And, uh, uh, you know, using a little bit of uh, science, I feel like that was probably the best front three we could get. Yeah. We've got a bit of pace yeah, yeah. there. You know, we've got our trier and we've, we've got someone who can finish clinically. So oh, that's my West Ham 11. With Big Dave up front, honestly. Yeah, Big Dave. Big that's Dave. What they, that's what they used to call him, Big Dave. That's really what Mox used to call him, Big Dave. Um, Dave Sucker. Dave Sucker. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he called, yeah, because, uh, and what, what Big Dave was, and that's why Harry liked him, or didn't necessarily like him after the end. Big Dave is a big stocks and shares man. Big oh. stocks and shares man. So he sometimes he had a bit of a tip for him. And he had a tip for like, I remember that it, Monks tells me, he told a story. He had a tip for Monks. And obviously H got word of it. You know, like literally, sorry, was that what was that? Was that? And he's like, Yeah, it's gonna a report's coming out, you're gonna make it on this, you're gonna make on this uh on this stock. So obviously they, they all put all their money on it, stock comes out, the report, no, nah, it's totally opposite. Oh. So they all lose their money. Next day on training, Monks is on the other side, five aside, goes in two third two fitted on Big Dave. Big Dave gets up, turns to Harry and says, <laughs> What's going on? Harry went yeah, Play exactly. On. Oh, Play mate. On. I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't remember who it was. I'm sure I heard a story on your channel about him getting a tip and right before kickoff sending one of the subs out to go and put money on an horse. I think. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, I think. I think there was. Yeah, and there's. Yeah, and then Big Dave also organised the when that because we was in the Intertoto Cup. No, he's in the UEFA Cup then, and him and Igor Stimach all they were in Croatia. We were playing a team in Croatia and they organized the team bonding. And it was like, they thought it was going to be clay pigeon shooting. That's what Ch Sinks tells the story. He, they, he thought they organized clay pigeon shooting. They hadn't. They'd organized basically they're in like some forest and like a black, like, like van turned up like an 18 van. And like it had all Uzis in it. So that this is a, this is the morning before the game. They're shooting Uzis in the forest. Monks thinks it's hilarious to strip off naked and pretend he's a bunny and obviously during that that was obviously the war just finished really yeah there was lamb that hadn't been cleared for landmines and, <laughs> and so they were like john you're gonna have to go back there explaining it to john john's like the color goes in his face honestly that was when football was fun man not football not the fun. not the first story i've heard about monker stripping off naked is it yeah he does like to get naked quite yeah, a bit he's a character. listen yeah he's i love it i love john right so that's the team as i said i like that that's a, that's a good team as you said that's a effing good team that that's not like. too bad that is it considering their criteria you know yeah. one one season make an impact stay stay for sort of a season and a half or less few of them there were like 16 games um not many games for mascarano you know not many games for lingard but that, that was the criteria Get them in there early. Not many games for 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 oh, Lamar yeah, either. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of like uh, international caps there, and you know you've got you've got uh, a couple of Premier League winners, uh, Champions mm. League winners. Uh, mm. You know, yeah, it's very good, very good, very good. Uh, Michael, man, it's been a pleasure, absolute Mate, pleasure, my friend. The pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so Loved much. It. And as I said, I wanted to do something different. So uh, yeah, it's good, man. I like it. And and where can everyone find you, Michael? Oh, so thank you so much. Uh, they can find me on my YouTube channel, which is simply Michael Levy Jr. Um, I've actually just started it. Uh, well, it's been active, but it's been laying dormant for a couple of years. I'm yeah. desperate to try and get my watch hours up. I've uh, nearly 2,000 subscribers, but you'll know yeah. I, can't, I can't get any ads or, or anything or yeah. any little income for the family until I get the 4,000 watch hours. I'm on 2,000. Yeah. 
So if any of our fellow Amers... 2001 go, now. Good man. If any of our fellow Amers can go over and, and, and have a little video, you yeah. might find a, a reggae or an R&B or a soul video. Go and have a little watch. Get me watch hours up and uh, do like we always do for each other. It's Hammers Let's family. each other's out. Exactly. Yes, Thank you so much. And for myself and for Michael, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, you irons. And we'll see you again very Come on, you irons. We'll see you again very Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.